ever be talking to someone then you kind of run out of things to talk about and it's kind of awkward and stuff yeah me too that's kind of what this episode is like I'm kind of all over the place with what I'm talking about because it's just been one of those weeks where not much happened but I do talk about a weird haircut that I got and how I completely trashed myself on the weekend and I suffer greatly for it so this is the moody guy's guide to partying I guess or haircuts maybe she's a moody guide to my birthday hello everyone welcome to the moody irish guys guide podcast today's a special day today is my freaking birthday and even on my birthday i don't take a day off i still take an hour to talk to you guys i don't really have anything prepared this week because nothing really struck my fancy now there's a couple of stories coming don't worry but i just wanted to rhapsodize a little bit at the start of this episode why because it's my birthday and I can do whatever I want, or so I was told. So, I've been thinking today, I guess, I've been thinking about um, people, just the people I've met here. We've all been all kinds of wonderful. And, when, and, I, and I mean that, I don't mean that in any kind of, you know, sarcastic kind of a way. I mean it genuinely, for a change. And I'm thinking back to... I don't know why it's popped into my head. I've seen some like statuses and stuff that I shared, I guess, on other birthdays. And now I'm here, looking back at the statuses that I wrote back then, going, wow. If only I, if only I knew the long dick of life back then. What was I worried about? It might seem a bit strange, but there is a point to this. A couple of years ago, when I started my first podcast, which was Arts and Minds, which isn't dead. I know it seems like it's dead. I still want to do something with it, but it just needs a bit of a... It needs a little bit of operating on to kind of fix it. But before I started that podcast, I had, for years prior, thought about doing a podcast. wanted to do one and felt like, you know, the day will come when I'll be able to do it. But... The day was never coming, you know. But what happened, I got seriously sick. And I had to go to the doctor. And I had that weird, I had like a bad cough. It's called a bad cough. And I went to the doctor and he said, there's nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. I went home. A couple of weeks, the cough got worse. The cough got bloody. So I got scared. So I went back into the doctor again. And in almost exactly one moment... He scared the living shit out of me. My whole life changed. I said to him, look, here's what's going on. There's a blood in my cough, blah, blah, blah. I'm not getting any better. I'm very tired. I'm losing weight. You know, I'm kind of getting worried. And he said, all right, okay. Well, here's a bunch of things it could be. None of which sounded bad. And he said. But then he finished off the sentence with, that's fine, but I want you to go get an x-ray. I said, okay, well, I'll make the appointment. And he said, no, I want you to go to the hospital right this second. And I feel like in that moment, the blood drained out of my face. And I got in the car and I went up and I got the x-ray. And the whole time through the x-ray, I'm thinking, this is bad. This is something really bad. I've made some poor decisions and now I'm here. And I had a four day wait before I'd actually get the results because the doctor was out of his office and 
no one could look at the x-ray scans. And in that four-day wait, I was thinking about all the things I didn't do, right? Now being faced with mortality. Not, I'm quite proud to say there was not one point where I was like, I need to start praying, you know? It's like, I haven't been religious up until this point, but now I'm suddenly religious. No, but I was faced with mortality. And I had already witnessed uh, a certain amount of mortality in my own life. And none of it was pretty. It never is. And one of the things was a podcast. And, and the thing that was eating at me and killing me was, I had all this time I could have been doing a podcast. And I didn't. For what reason did I not? I ha- And I didn't have any other than... I used to make the excuse, you know, well, I'm working and my hours are insane and I don't have the time. And how would I put it together and blah, 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 blah. I had every excuse on the planet of why I didn't just believe in myself and just go through it. I can tell you right now, if it's something that you think you'd like to do or something that you'd like to do, all you need is charisma, right? Or an ability to speak. You can be uncharismatic like me and make that your shtick. But honestly, all you, all you, and the reason being that that's all you need is because there's so many apps and so many different ways you can make a podcast nowadays. Back in the day, you needed a couple of things. But if you wanted it to sound professional or whatever, you can spend 90 bucks and do that. If you have a phone right now, you can download an app called Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. And it's literally the simplest way to make a podcast. It's the app that I use. Will it always be the app that I use? Probably not. Going forward, if I do another couple of podcasts, it probably won't be the same one that, that I use, but regardless of that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break that down for you, how to use it, in a few steps. Okay? I'm not going to do that right now. But I am going to do that later in the show. So if you want to know how to do that, you can skip to the end. Or you can um, you can just listen through and hear it at the end. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. And we're going to talk a little bit, real talk for a little while. So stick around for that. So I have this little trip to the doctor and other things like that. And then just today, thinking back on things, you know, ruminating or whatever. I just think about the things that, when I was younger, that I always wanted to be good at, right? And then never ended up being as good as I wanted to be. But the crazy thing about that is, is that, you know, I was a typical kid. I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And anyone who knows me knows that I do a lot of art, right? And if you know me a little bit more personally than that, you know I do a lot of writing too. Just unfortunately, it's easier to get art out there than it is to get writing out there. But you can find my writing, my poetry, my essays, my comic books, whatever. You can find them too. Back in the day, I used to say to myself, well, I wish you could do that, or I wish you could write this, or I wish you could do that, right? And you forget somewhere along the line when you're doing these things, right? That you taught that, as you taught, like, I wish I could get to this place to do this thing, okay? And I think that's one of the greatest things ever, that you forget about it. It shows that you're still, you know, you're still trying. And you're still aiming for that mountain. Because somewhere along the line, without me noticing, 
I surpassed what I wanted to be and just kept on going. So if it's podcasting or if it's writing or if it's the gym or if it's yoga or if it's trapeze, trapeze artistry, maybe it's interior decorating, making a website, whatever stupid idea it is, no matter how dumb you think it is, don't make an excuse not to do it, okay? Stop making excuses to do these things because every day I meet people who are incredible, I hate using the word talented, but incredibly interested. And all you need is an interest. You don't need an ability. You need an interest. Now, why don't you need an ability? Right? So people who are talented, quote unquote, people who are just more adept at one thing or another, whether it's music or drawing or carpentry or metalwork, right? they don't need to try. Your ability to try and your ability to retain an interest in doing something, to want to get better, is what will make you better. And I personally think that all the people out there who are the best or as we see as the best, are people who constantly want to get better. So how can you start doing these things? So if you've got a project at home that you want to do, right, and you want to start it, you say, oh, you know, I can't find the time, you know, I got kids, I got whatever. All right, I understand that that's difficult. All right, it's, it do, it's not easy. You're going to have to work around it. But... You can still start. And you say, oh, well, how? Whether it's the nighttime or the morning when your kid goes to school, when you're finished work. In that time, you'd normally sit in front of a television, which, trust me, I understand that too. I've done it many times myself. At those points where you switch your brain off and you focus on something that somebody else has done, right? Those are the points when you need to focus on what you're going to do. And you say, how can I do that? Right? If it's going to the gym, it's going for a swim, a run, a walk, writing a novel. It has to start somewhere. When they built, the, I don't know, the Great Tower of Pisa. Okay, maybe that's a bad example. When they built the Empire State Building, it didn't start just as it is. It was one brick. At one point, there was just one brick that was put down. And that was it. That was the beginning. And we don't ever remember that brick. That's not what we think about. We don't think about the brick when we think about the Empire State Building. We think about the Empire State Building as a whole. That one brick took two minutes to put in place. So that's all I'm going to ask you to do, because this is the greatest piece of advice that anyone has ever given me. It's called the two-minute rule, right? And it works for everyone. If let's Just for example, say you're, you're writing a novel, right? Write it for two minutes. Every night, two minutes. If you stop at two minutes, fair enough. You know, you've done, you're as productive as you could possibly be today. But if you st you can start within those two minutes. You might not finish within those two minutes, but you can start within those two minutes. So give yourself those two minutes. If it's two minutes, great. If it's five minutes, even better. If it's an hour, amazing. Right? But you don't need to be amazing every day. You just need to be good. So being good is doing two minutes. Right? If that's push-ups. You want to do 100 push-ups a day? Start with two minutes. You can give up after two minutes without any guilt. No guilt whatsoever. You just do those two minutes. You did it. Use that two-minute rule and go do what you, what, what you always wanted to do. Is it acting? Go rehearse lines. Go find your favorite uh, monologue from a movie. Go in front of a mirror, look at yourself, and repeat those words for two minutes. Bit after bit until you know it off by heart. Do it for two minutes. Again, two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, an hour. 
doesn't matter. At the very minimum, you need to do two minutes. That two-minute rule is for everyone. It's for everything. It's universal entirely. Maybe it's two minutes of yoga. That would be that would be great. That's something that I might even do. Two minutes of meditation. It's never just two minutes. That's the important part of this. So if you're out there and you're thinking about these things, because like I said, I'm thinking back to a lot of people. And every day I meet someone new, but throughout my life I've met so many interesting people with so many with the prospects of them doing so many great things. Doesn't matter what age you are, you know, whether you're about to retire or you're about to set up your first job, take those two minutes. Figure it out. In those two minutes you can learn a lot about yourself than what you possibly could every day wondering why didn't I or if I could do this, I'd just, just do two minutes. That's all you need to do. Pen and paper, two minutes. Or two minutes and both hands on the ground and push-ups. Right? Just two minutes and see if your life changes. Because, like me, you know, you're going to have that moment someday. I was lucky enough that I had that moment. And then that x-ray came back completely 100% clear. And everything was fine. But within those four days, I learned a lot about myself and a lot about what I wanted from life. Where, in actual fact, when I went to work in a factory, which is what I thought I wanted, wasn't what I wanted at all. I've only ever done what I thought I should do rather than what I actually should be doing. Now, thankfully enough, I'm doing this podcast, but this podcast isn't something that I want to do. This is just something that tied me over and keep me busy for a little while. And it lets me interact with people which is something that I've always had a lot of trouble doing. So, take that advice and run with it. If you stop this this podcast right now and go and do those two minutes, you can come back and you can let me know. Tell me how you did. So it was my birthday, like I was saying, and we went out. We got pretty fucking wasted. Um, we went to a place that was a bar, a restaurant, a nightclub. Now, normally, it's a restaurant, then a bar, and then a nightclub. This was all of the above at any given second. It was bizarre. You have people doing the cha-cha, shaking their asses, grinding on the dance floor. And right behind that, Phil from down the street is eating a steak, medium rare. And then behind that, you have me asleep in a, in a pint of Guinness. It's a weird thing to see all at once. Like, just make up your mind what you want to do. But a crazy party, nonetheless. We were doing shots of tequila... I was drinking pints of Guinness because I'm a stereotype. It was deadly. It was really cool. It reminded me of being back home from, from my birthday when I, you know, we'd go out and we'd get absolutely shit-faced. And I was thinking back to, because, I don't know, when I have a few drinks in me and I hear, like, a certain song come on, I'm like, ooh, this is my song, and I start dancing. And that night, it was Conga, Gloria Estefan. Somebody mixed it into one of their mixes, and it was probably the best part of the whole night. I started dancing to Conga like a lunatic, and everyone took their phone out. They are like, who's this guy? What's this song? Why is he having a seizure? So, I was thinking back to when me and my buddy used to go out. Me and my buddy Donald from back home. I, there was a time when like it was me and a bunch of people would go out. But then, I don't know. That, like when you go out with a bunch of people, you're kind of playing for keeps with different people. So you got to keep a bunch of people happy. Um, and you kind of, everyone has to agree on something. It just becomes a pain in the ass. And I thought, you know, you could have way more fun if you just go out with one person. So me and my best buddy used to just, you know, go out. And I have so many memories of that. Well, actually, no, I have very little memory of when we used to go out together and get shit face wasted. 
But one night in particular, we went to this place called... Actually, it was a place that everybody went to. It was called Baker's, right? And Baker's was like a really narrow pub or bar area, whatever you want to call it. And then you go down and then it opened up into like a big dance floor and there was seats around it, right? And it's one night, I think it was like a Sunday night or something. Me and my buddy, we go out and we're getting like shit face wasted. We usually just hang around the bar for a little bit, talking about life and stuff, you know? And talking about life, looking at sports and TV, not really, you know, just making jokes about stuff. And then we get a few points in, DJs start playing, then we start dancing. So there's one day in particular, me and him are dancing, it's like 11 o'clock, like we shouldn't be a half as wasted as what we are. And right where the, right where the floor is, behind that is the men's and women's bathroom. And he's on the floor dancing and there's a bunch of women around there, obviously on like a hen night or something. And I can't help myself. As soon as I get like a beer into me, like I do the stupidest things that I just commit to. I commit to these random acts of insanity. And I see the women's door open, right? Like swing open and close, swing open and close. And just a shot of lightning hit my head, you know, light, light bulb over my head. He dance, He's dancing in front of me. So then I just catch him by, by the shoulders and then kick him in the ass right into the women's bathroom and lock the door behind him. So he was stuck in the women's bathroom for about like 20 minutes, which, you know, was fine when he went in because people, people see me kick him in there and it was a joke and I kind of forgot about it and then I just see him walk out of there. They're like, why is he in the women's, women's jacks? And there was good times. And then there was times like that weren't so good. I don't I don't think this is anything that to do with my birthday, but I remember me and the same guy when we were quite young, probably about 16 or 17. We went to this party at a friend of ours. Uh, well, I don't even think she was a friend of either of ours, but we heard she was having a party and we were like, we're going to go. Our parents are away and she lives in this big ass house. You know, really nice house. So we decided that we we're going to just turn up. Now, by the time we get there, there's already like bodies around the place. Like people have been wasted for a while, but we're walking down the driveway and it's quite a walk from where I lived, but we come down with like a bottle of vodka or something each. I'm walking down the driveway and we notice she, this lady owns horses. Like who owns horses around here? Who's that kind of money? This bitch does. And then we spent about 10 and a half minutes trying to steal a horse because we're already pretty drunk. I don't know if you ever tried to grab a horse by the tail. Not a great idea because it kicked the fence and we went flying off it. But we had this idea in our head where we're going to steal this horse, we're going to ride home on it. But none of that happened. Thank God, really, that I think because the amount of laws we would have broke doing that. So we go into the house or whatever, and on our bucket lists that we both had at the time was to turn up at a party in a vest. You know, we had the opportunity to, I think it was like do two or three things in the, one night, but turn up at a party in a vest. We completely scrubbed that one because we both turned up in a party and these wife beaters, which at the time were not in. You know, they weren't something that people wore anymore. So we just turned up in vests. Everyone was very confused. But it was okay because we got it. And that's always been our thing is that it doesn't matter if everyone else doesn't get the joke. Just as long as we get the joke, who gives a shit? But that same night, we met some great people, really. Um... I don't think we were allowed, but I think it was a matter of like cranky neighbors because this party's going on in this old house and somebody called the police and we just seen red and blue sirens outside of the house and we were like, shit, we got to get out of here. There was a guy who was kind of tubby, right? And 
We tried to back. He tried to back door, and it wasn't working. And I was like, "Okay, don't worry about it. I got an idea. We'll go out the window, right?" Now it was in a conservatory sunroom place, right, where these back doors were that were locked, and then these two windows, right. So I got through the window because I was tall and skinny, right. This fat guy could not get through that window so easily. He actually got stuck. And my buddy's like pushing his ass saying like, come on, get through the window. Because the police were coming into the house and we didn't want to get caught. About five minutes later, we realized the door was actually open. He had just tried, tried the wrong one. And he went out the door. We got around the front of the house. Police left. Turned out everything was fine. They just said like, keep it down and stuff like that. So we went about a party. So they got pretty shit faced. On our way out, then I realized, wait. I wonder what happened to that guy. Turns out he was still stuck in the window. And I don't know if they ever got that guy out again. I'm presuming they did. Or he died in there. Who knows? It was an old house. People don't go around the back of it that often. So partying, as I was saying. And the weirdest part of this was that this place was a restaurant, a bar, and a nightclub. Now, in Ireland, it would be a restaurant during the day, a bar in the evening, and a nightclub like I did dead at night. But for some reason, they thought they'd do all three things at the one time in here. So when I got into the place, the first weird thing was that it they ID'd me at the door like I'm not already like you can't see that there's been many years of regret wrote on this guy's face on his way in the door. Right? You should that should have been a given that maybe I don't need to ID this guy. Also, the lines underneath my eyes and the discoloration clearly state that this guy's got some form of liver disorder before I even get there. I don't think there's a need to ID that guy. I think he knows what he's doing, you know. Are you responsible enough to drink? Are you responsible enough to drink irresponsibly? Yeah, I am. Look at my face. It's right there. So instead, I take out the ID card of when I was a fresh-faced young man. And I showed it to him, and he looked at that, and then he looked at me, and I know the talk went through his head saying, man, it's been a hard, hard 27 years. So we go in, and like I said, it was a bar, a restaurant, a nightclub, all, in the, all at the one time. So you got me looking over at this guy at Phil from down the street trying to eat his steak in between two girls jamming their asses together grinding on, on each other and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because Phil looked like he was enjoying that steak or he was enjoying those two girls asses I couldn't really tell but it was pretty wild it was like outwardly wild as in like I didn't know what I wanted to do did I want that steak or did I want to start dancing I wasn't quite sure but I got pretty shit faced and that was the, you know, that was that was the cool part of it because that's why you go to bars, right? To try and forget about life for a few minutes. Everybody got shit faced. I don't think anybody went home sober. But while I'm there and I'm hammered and stuff, it's hard enough for me to talk to people because I can't really, you know, people don't really understand what I say sometimes. And when I'm drunk, it's ten times worse. Okay, but in, against my better judgment, I decided to start a conversation with these three girls. One of them came up with a, a candle. Well, not, not candles, just plastic candles that like light up. I handed it to me and said, here, happy birthday. And I was like, oh, you, you know, it's my birthday, thank you. And I stuck it in my pocket. Totally forgot about it. Found it the next morning, like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. So I thought it'd be funny to start talking to these people like we do in Ireland. But apparently you don't fucking talk to people in nightclubs anymore because there's people literally on their phones. I'm like, fuck. So I tried to talk to like, there was like three of these girls here. They all thought I was like coming on to them. I don't know if they did. If that was actually what they thought or they thought, I have no idea what this guy is saying. 
you're also trying to scream over this music, you know. And the people who are dancing aren't like the younger people. They're like the middle-aged moms that needed to get out. They were the ones that were dancing. And us, okay. And these three are just like talking, whatever. And we're, you know, drinking. And I'm like trying to explain like, this is my name, they're from Ireland, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you know, they were friendly, but they were friendly in kind of like a pullback kind of a way. As in, I didn't know whether to leave them the fuck alone or not and go somewhere else, you know. So it became quite a trial, you know, as in like, why should I talk to these people? Or should I not talk to these people? But in the end, they left. I don't know whether I scared them off or what. I can't remember what I said to them. Probably something hard. But then we decided we were going to walk home. And it was like a pinball machine. As in, I bounced off every wall on the way home. Crawled up the stairs and crawled into bed. And woke up the next day with a throbbing hangover. And it was in that weird... That, that weird limbo. Where, you know, you're still kind of drunk. But you're kind of sobering up. And it's hard. Because that means that the hangover only gets worse. And we get into the car. And we go for a drive. Because, you know, when you're hungover, like, what else are you going to do? You can't possibly do anything else. Other than drive around and look at things with like 10% brain function. I don't know if you've ever been to the extent of hungover that I have. But have you ever been so hungover you're jealous of people who aren't? You know what I mean? Like you go through Starbucks and they're like, Hey, good morning, America works in Starbucks. Oh no, wait, that, I think that's a Dunkin' one. Or whatever. But you're jealous of these people and their good humour. You know? And how fresh they are. And then I always see something like people running going for a run and I'm like why, why why would you put your body through that why would you put your body through the stress and strain of running like everything in your life tells you not to run right there's the, there's you know if you're comfortable sit it's you know you get all the dopamine from it don't run don't go do things eat food get food put in mouth sit there be happy be safe light a fire be cozy then there's those strange people there like lift heavy things run up hills you know those mentally ill people like they're running around and nobody's diagnosing them. It's insane. But then when you think about that with a hangover, because I, I had to walk down the street and well, I had to walk a little bit down the street. And I had to walk back up the hill with a hangover and it was horrible and it was cold and there was people trying to talk to me. And I clearly looked like I do not want to be talking to. And that's on a regular day. I had that look on my face where like, don't talk to me. Right? But people still try and talk to me. So even when I'm hungover, it's like 10 times worse. So hungover, in fact, that I was afraid to go and pick up my keys off the ground. Because I knew as soon as I bend over, the vomit is going to follow. And you know, that, that weird thing your body does where it threatens you with vomit. You know, where it's like, will I, won't I? You think back to all the times when you've been hungover before and it wasn't this bad. And I was talking to like one of my friends the day when I was hungover. About like how we how we used to drink versus now, when we used to do it for four days, you know, call out of work because you're sick. And it, it used to work in this weird Ouroboros spiral, that I go out on like a Thursday night, you know, get absolutely shit faced on Thursday night, but not as shit faced as I'm gonna get on Friday night. Wake up Friday with a little bit of a hangover, but just go to the bar early, get like two beers, go away, come back then later that night, and do it again, but go even harder this time. And it's so much easier the second time around. And then Saturday morning, again, feel a bit under the weather, but then just go hard again Saturday. Then don't sleep Saturday night and go the whole way into Sunday. 
and just fall asleep at the bar the next morning. Where you do that thing where you just your head just keeps on drooping, and you're like, ugh, ugh. you're consistently falling asleep. I got kicked out of a lot of bars because of that. Then Sunday night, just have like you know a casual few, go to sleep, have the best sleep of your life, wake up Monday morning fresh as a daisy. Funnily enough, I can't do that anymore. I have to go to extreme for one night and then go, oh dear God, why does the toilet bowl look like the most appealing thing, the sexiest thing you've ever seen when you're twisted? Is that toilet bowl? You know when you want to get sick and you're just like, oh Jesus Christ, toilet bowl. And you're screaming down that thing for the night, calling it all kinds of names. End up falling asleep beside it because you, your face is like red hot and you're vomiting. And that white porcelain cold toilet is the best thing you've ever felt on it. So in other news, I went to get my hair cut and it took an hour and a half. Which it shouldn't do. But I, you know, I went in, you know, booked the hair appointment. Turned out there was one guy that wasn't there. So I had to wait even longer to get my hair cut. In a place I didn't really want to get my hair cut. Because there's like two kinds of barbers. There's a barber that like just does his job, happy to see you. Then there's the barber who is the lifestyle. I don't know why, but certain barbers, like they get tattoos on them that they're a barber become like a society you know like those kind of barbers might be the q on of like trades you know of like a trade job that people have where like this is like the the absolute the most identified cult of things like and they always have that old timey like ye old barbers and they've all the signposts around it saying with like barber cuts from like 20 40 years ago you know like haircuts are like 10 cents and they talk really slow i'm not going to try and imitate it but they talk really slow and then when they say like yo man so what do you want man what can i do what kind of a do you want they got all this lingo going on and for some reason america is kind of like a social experiment going to the barber shop you know it's like the barber shop in uh, coming to america everyone's talking to each other talking across the counter talking to the guy in the chair Talking to the guy reading the newspaper, the other guy playing chess. Meanwhile, me sitting in there going like, I just want to get my fucking hair cut. At least they had a movie playing. I watched a whole lot of Free Guy. The new Rain Reynolds movie. While this was going on, which kind of sucks. I don't recommend going watching it, but whatever. Each their own. But yeah, for some reason, it's, it's, it's like this cult. There's a major identity around being a barber. You have to have a big, long beard and, and a tight face. So I showed the guy like what I wanted done. I like it. it's easier to show him a picture so I know exactly what I'm looking for. And he's like, yeah, so you want a skin fade? And I'm like, sure, I guess. And when I say he made it high and tight, he made it high and tight. I went down to the liquor store earlier and on my way back out, somebody said, thank you for your service. I'm like, shit, it ain't that bad. I'm a total jarhead. Anyway. Yeah, so going to the barber is a bit of an ordeal. I had another barber in the last place that we lived. Her name was Vic, and she was awesome. She did exactly what you know I asked her to do. She didn't do anything too tight. Nothing like that. I looked like a normal person. I didn't need to go to this extreme of barber superiority. And it was like 35 bucks to get this done. You know, he also cut me twice, so I didn't tip him. I'm like, I ain't tip you to cut my face. So fuck yourself. Now, I've had every bad haircut known to man. I've had a mohawk. I've had, like, 
won't call it dreadlocks, but I've had something that was like a skin type fade, but like really spiky on top. Um, I've had, had long hair, short hair, you know, you name it. I've, I've had it at one point or another. Mullet, at a mullet. When I was 16, I used to look like Bill Hicks. At a Mississippi mud flap. You know, like hairstyles, they change so much throughout the years. You know, they, they keep you like a kid at a urinal. You got to stay on your toes. And it, I don't know. The whole social aspect of it, like going to the barber is a social experiment. Like everything is so fast paced in this country. From coffee to getting gas to even going shopping, you know, to get groceries. It's all very fast paced. Why is the barber the one thing that should be fast paced isn't? You got to spend all fucking day in there. Not enough Turkish barbers in this place. I had a Turkish barber back home. They know a thing or two about skin fade. They would cut you up in the best way possible. But no, it's bizarre. It's another one of those things where, you know, as an immigrant, you expect it to be one thing and it turns into something completely different. I didn't know there was a social aspect to it. I didn't realize this was the Gentleman's Club in New Jersey. Getting older is a weird thing. Between, like, because there's so much, but, like, people don't tell you. Like, you know someday you're going to get old and you're going to die. And maybe your brain might fail before that. That's fucked up. That's scary enough as it is. But there's more terrifying things than that. Right? Nobody tells you that your balls drop even lower every year you get older. Right, and one day they're just like two buoyancy boys hanging there in the in the water. You gotta be careful when you flush the toilet; you don't get sucked down with it. You don't tell you're gonna get hair out of your nose, or or in your ears. Not that I have hair in my ears yet. I'm not that bad, but I got a hairy ass nose. Nobody told me about that. You know, you they tell you like, oh, you're, you know, you're gonna get hair in your armpits and on your nuts and on your chest. Nobody ever says it's gonna come out your nose and your fucking ears. For what reason? I don't fucking know. Your nose continuously gets bigger. And so does your ears. And apparently your balls too. They don't let you know about any of that. When you're in biology. You know, they tell you why. You know, skin loses elasticity. elasticity. So then you get wrinkles. So then they make creams for it for women. Right? But they, you ain't got nothing from my balls getting lower every year. Because nobody wants those granddaddy balls. It's whatever. And it kind of sucks, like, looking older. At one point, it's great when you look older than everybody else. But now it's kind of like, all right, it's running long in the two. I just want to look my age. I don't look 28. I look 48. It's a lifetime of bad decisions, maybe. So, yeah, that's been that's been my birthday. There's probably a lot more to cover on it. I'm just, today's been kind of a hectic week. You know, today has been a hectic week. Does that make sense? No. It doesn't need to. But we're going to, um, I'm going to basically leave it there. There's a couple of other things to come after this segment. And there's the usual Friday segment, which I stopped to organize. But um, that's been this week's podcast. The random musings of me. And I get away with it because of my birthday, apparently. Just like there's no calories on your birthday. There's no, there's no format for your podcast on your birthday either. So as I said at the beginning of this podcast, because I actually just realized I've got a class starting later, um, I'm going to tell you how to podcast like I do, okay? So if you have an interest, and I know a couple of people do, I wanted to do a whole episode on this, and then I realized, you know what, it doesn't really take a whole episode. 
Um, first thing you need to do, right, is you got to figure out a couple of topics and a couple of teams. Before you do anything, what's your podcast about? Who is it going to involve? Is it going to be you solo or is it you and someone else? If I can ever recommend anything, it's you and someone else because doing it solo is incredibly hard. Maybe you have a friend or a parent or whatever, right? Okay, then you got to have a format, right? So what are you going to be talking about? How long is it going to be? Is it going to be an hour? Is it going to be 40 minutes? Can you hold someone's attention that long? If you haven't heard up until this point, or you're listening up until this point, you realize I've already lost a lot of your attention by now. Because this episode kind of sucks. Um, so what will hold your attention? The best thing to do is listen to other podcasts that you enjoy listening to and why you enjoy listening to them. Okay? And look at what merits your attention every time. If it's something that you just always listen to and you listen to it religiously, well, that's why. And how did you get to that religious listenership? Is it going to be about politics? Okay, what are the consequences of talking about politics? You need to think about that. What are the consequences of talking about of comedy? If it's a funny thing, you need to think about that. There's a lot that you need to think about. How are you going to market yourself? It's the next thing you need to think about. Okay, you're going to do it through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the above, YouTube, Spotify. Like, where, where are you going to... Where are you going to market yourself? How are you going to share it? Who's going to share it for you? Are you going to have supporters? Where are you going to advertise? Now, these all seem like really difficult, scary topics, but they're actually not. Most of them will develop on their own. And when they develop on their own, you kind of, you get a feel for it. So for at least four episodes, right? Four episodes, don't worry about shit. Don't worry about sharing it. Don't worry about advertising. Don't worry about anything. Take it for at least four episodes and nobody's going to listen to you. And that's the unfortunate, that's the hardest bridge to get over in this thing is like dealing with the fact nobody's listening to you, right? And it's the same thing with radio, right? You have to deal with the fact that nobody's listening. Because then as soon as you presume nobody's listening, there's always somebody listening. And then when it gets a little bit bigger, then you realize you have an audience and people are always listening to what you're saying. And that's the scary facet too. So you need to give yourself time to read, to grow and to figure out what exactly it's about there is absolutely no harm in starting again okay if you do five episodes say this isn't working that's okay you don't need to delete what's already there but you can move ahead on a different format you just let people know well this is the way it's going to be from now on and you can also get feedback from people find out what they like elaborate more on that and then it's a matter of once you've all that figured out in your head of what you what you want to do you know Make a list, make a what is called a production a production script of roughly what it's going to be about. You don't need to be anal retentive and then read the script because nobody wants to listen to a podcast where it feels like it's being read. That's not a good thing. Okay, so you want to listen to a podcast that's natural, free-flowing. That you can get into that kind of zen of listening to a podcast where you're interested in what somebody's saying, but you can also do something else. So then you're in a totally different stage of podcasting you're in this natural habitat where it's a comfortable place this still isn't a comfortable place for me this current podcast that i'm doing um it will be at some point hopefully so then like how do i podcast how do i get it out there well there's a lot of ways but i'm going to tell you the easiest way if it's something that you don't bank on making if you're not banking on making money on it and honestly if you're going to do this i don't recommend ever thinking about that i think you should just Take it as it goes, and then, hey, you never know what might happen. That's the best way to think of it, right? But here's what you should do. You should download the same app that I did. It's called Anchor. 
And anger has a multitude of options on it, right? But literally, one of the first one that you're greeted with is a plus sign that says record. Okay, and you record your own voice with headphones or a microphone or whatever you have or whatever you can afford. It's actually quite easy. And then from that, you have a selection of music, you record a trailer, which is, again, quite easy to do. When you're recording a trailer, it has to be under a minute, okay? Try and sum up either the tone of what your podcast is going to be about, or at least in the very, you know, at least if it's not the tone, then have just exactly what it's about, even if it's 30 seconds. Nobody cares. They just want to listen to the trailer, figure out what it's about, and whether they want to listen to it or not. So you've 30 seconds to grab someone's attention, honestly. And that can be quite difficult. But that's something you're going to need to figure out on your own. After that, you start recording your first episode. Now, your first episode doesn't have to be an hour long. If you're going for an hour long, that's fine. 20 minutes is fine. If you do 20 good minutes, it's better than this. A long, drawn-out hour. Where it's like, you know, rambling in between. Because you're going to lose people within that hour. And then... If somebody knows that you've an hour, but you, they know you've only like roughly about five, ten good minutes, I'd rather listen to something that's twenty minutes of ten minutes of bullshit and then ten minutes of actually laughs or whatever, insightful thought. Okay, so sometimes it's better to stick with twenty minutes, which is something that I might actually go back to. Then the next side of it is, you know, putting it together. So press the plus sign. You're going to see something there that says record. Press that. You're recording, you talk about what you need to talk about, and you end it. Right? And then when you end it, it's you save it, you name it and you save it, and it saves into your little bank of parts of your podcast. Then you record the next segment. Now, it doesn't have to all be segmented, but there should be at least three parts. That's an intro, your main show, and an outro. Right? You should add music to your intro and music to your outro. It's not always okay to add music to your, your main show because sometimes it can cut through what you're actually saying. That kind of sucks. Just make sure you're consistent with the music so that when people hear it, they enter music, they know exactly what it is. After that, you've got to publish it. And when you publish it, it's literally a matter of pressing a button and Anchor will publish it on the website and also on Spotify. So you get to go on Spotify too, which is a great way to reach out to people. Or, well, for your podcast to get into circulation of other podcasts. Now, if it gets big enough, you can do Facebook pages, Instagram pages, Twitter pages. You know, it always kind of push Twitter off a bit because Twitter can be kind of vitriolic. And you don't want to ruin your podcast because, you know, you're going out to Twitter too early. The next thing is don't listen to comments. Okay. Praise is great. It really is. Don't listen to it too much. Hate and criticism is great, but they don't listen to it too much either. Okay. You... For at least for your first five episodes, you shouldn't really be anywhere near the comment section. You shouldn't be reading it and listen to it otherwise. Happy people are quiet, okay? So people who just listen to it, say, yeah, this is great, share it, whatever, don't say anything about it, are content. You know, they're not going to tell you what they want, what they like and what they don't like because they know you're doing you. In the meantime, though, you should be, you know, focusing on it and what you want to do. Set a date where, or a day even, if it's once a month or once a week or whatever, give it the day that you know is a good day to do it. Okay, a day where you're not, no, where things aren't getting on top of you, where you're free, where you can do whatever. Go for a walk first before you record it. Start getting some of your thoughts together. Do a bit of research on what you're talking about. Don't go into a blind. And the last thing is have fun with it. 
honestly, podcasting is. It sounds really like unoriginal when someone says, oh, "Most of all, have fun." You know, you've all been to those training programs where they tell you exactly what to do and how to do it, and then most of all, have fun. You know, and you're just like, "Yeah, go fuck yourself." In this case, it's actually more. It's better to have fun because if you're having fun, people can hear you're having fun. They might even find what you're saying particularly funny. But they'll have fun listening to it because they know you're having fun. Smiles are infectious as COVID. So there you go. And that's all there really is to it. You just click publish. Anchor is really easy to use. If you're stuck or you have any more questions, you can reach out to me and I'll answer them for you. I'll help you out in whatever way I can because, you know, I'm open in that way. And as you might have known, if you've read this, that um, the podcast is now has its own page on Facebook, which is a Moody Irish Guys Guide. If you... You know, look that up on your Facebook, you're going to find a page for it. There's not much on there now, but it will build as time goes on. And like I said, this episode is just whatever I wanted to do. But in the future, there is other things coming. Um, as I said, sometimes it's quite hard to figure out what the frick I want to actually talk about. But that's because it's a, you know, it's a weekly thing and not a monthly thing. Uh, which is, I'm not saying it's a mistake because I don't really think it is, but... Um, in the future, I want to resurrect Arts and Minds as a podcast. As I already said, I also want to do a video game-centric podcast because that's something I could talk about on Lent, you know. But it's only a matter of getting other people in on this because doing this solo is quite hard. It's not easy to get motivated to do something when you feel like you're talking to yourself all the time. And that's why when you guys reach out to me and tell me what you like about it and give me a bit of inspiration and stuff, I find it a hell of a lot easier to talk. But thank you, everyone. For one, for all your birthday wishes today. It's been awesome. And two, for listening. And three, if you do go out there and do your own podcast for whatever reason, make sure you let me know. If you've got a small business or you're an artist or whatever, you want a bit more exposure, hit me up. I'll shout you out totally free of charge. I'm not going to charge anybody for doing this because I don't pay anything to do this. And most of all, stay moody. Okay? We'll be back again on Friday, hopefully with another flashback friday or it might be an actually different kind of thing i don't want to tease that too much because i'm not certain if i can get things in the right order right now but if i can i will it's been great talking and i hope it's been fun listening because this seems kind of like a boring episode to be honest but we'll be back next week to get moody again hopefully about something some other weird event that'll happen between now and then so stay moody stay active and see you again